Good morning, church. My name's Prisca, and this is, what's your name? Jaden, we're your scripture readers today, I guess. So, all right. Um, today's scripture is found in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. Um, if you're using the Black Bibles, that can be found under the seat in front of you. It's on page 454. Um, and if you don't have a Bible or know somebody that does not have one, feel free to take one as a gift uh, from the journey. Again, Psalms chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, starting on page 454. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> oh, hey. Now I've got a lot of bass. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, like Jason said, my name is Corbin Peterson. Uh, I am the worship and arts director here, and uh, I have the privilege of getting to open the Word of God with you this morning. Um, I tend to ramble, so I'm going to stick as close to my notes as I possibly can uh, to keep this short and sweet. So, um, but first, let's pray. God, Father, thank you for this time together as a family. Lord, there's, it can be chaotic, it can be crazy, but with the sound of the little voices and, and everything that's going on, we are reminded that we are your children. We are in desperate need of you. We are in desperate need of your provision. And so God, be with us this morning. Let my words not be my own, but what you would want to speak to us for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, question. This is for all the kids as well. Who can tell me what a metaphor is? Oh, she changed her mind. Okay. Do you know what a metaphor is? <laughs> no, she doesn't know. Uh, anyone anyone want to venture a, a definition? Oh, hey, the teacher? Yes? No? It's a comparison between two things that you like or Oh. So that's a good definition. Uh, I, I wrote one that was... Not that good. Um, <laughs> the one that I found is, this, this is the one that made it simple for me, is it's a figure of speech, like she said, that describes an object or an action in a way that isn't literally true, but it helps explain an idea or make a comparison. So, basically, metaphors are shortcuts to communicating meaning. And so, I think that uh, we can all agree that songs probably use metaphors more than any other form of communication, right? Um, I can name... I'm going to name a few metaphors in popular music, and I want to see if you guys can, if you guys can name these. If you guys can, uh, I'm going to test your musical knowledge here. Okay, kids, this is for you too. All right, let's see if you can name that tune. Name that tune. Here we go. The wind is howling like the swirling storm inside. Hey. All right. 
Yes. All right. All right. How about this? How about this? Because I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good song in my feet. Okay, anyway. All right. So how about this one? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. Okay, this, this is, for, this is for the, mostly for the adults in here. Um, you are my fire. Yes, my one. All right. Okay, this one is probably going to be a trigger. This is probably going to be a trigger, guys. Life is a highway. <laughs> Cars. Okay, that's great. All right. All right. And finally, finally, she's a brick house. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. So since the book of Psalms essentially is... The, the first songbook divinely inspired by God for the worship of God in corporate settings, in corporate worship, you'll see how the Lord describes himself through metaphors throughout the Psalms. And so today, like we have said already, we are going to explore the first one, which is the Lord is my rock. And I just thought of some good hand motions for this. Kids, the Lord is my rock. Yeah? Huh? I'm getting in on the game. I'm getting in on it. All right. So here we go. Let's take a look at our passage in uh, Psalm 18. So in verse 2, it says this. It says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. Now, if you jump a little bit ahead to verse 31, that's probably on the next page. It says, For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? And then jump ahead probably one more page again in verse 46. It says, The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. So without getting too deeply into the original Hebrew, um, because I am not a Hebrew scholar, but I did find that the word rock used in these references, there's two different words, but they can be interchangeably used sometimes. It depends on how the psalmist wants to use it, but... It typically can be used, it's, it's used to describe mountainsides, huge cliffs, uh, big crags in the rock and like hidden places inside of rocks. It, it can be even uh, used to describe huge boulders. Um, kids have like this little bouncy ball in their thing that is a rock. That's, that's a rock. There you go. All right. So the word for rock is rock. That's what it means. And so here in this text though, specifically David He wants us to see how the Lord is a hidden, hard-to-get-to mountain hideaway or a hidden cave where he can find protection and deliverance from enemy attacks. So we can say that, number one, the first thing that the psalmist wants us to know is God is our salvation and our deliverance. Now, by nature of God being a rock, we can understand that he is immovable. He, he has an immovableness. He's unshakableness. But real quickly, um, if you jump up to Psalm 62, that's going to be on the screen. This quality is more clearly spelled out, beginning in verse 1. It says, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be greatly shaken. And then you jump ahead to verse 5. 
It says, for God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Now, there are a lot more examples throughout the Psalms of the Lord being called our rock. But I think in these instances that I've, that I've mentioned here, we can, we can also say that, I think the second thing we can say is that God is completely secure and dependable. So number one, God is our salvation and deliverance. Number two, God is completely secure and dependable. So throughout the Psalms, through the psalmist, the Lord tells us he is strong and mighty to save. All-powerful, unshakable, we can trust that in him we find protection, provision, when everything around us is falling apart. So if this is true of God, if God tells us this about himself, why is it so hard for us to truly believe that? So I, we all know the story of the three little pigs, right, kids? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, so the three little pigs. Okay, so we've got the, the big bad wolf who's chasing after these three brothers. Um, let's call them Blinky, Stinky, and Winky. All right, so the three blood brothers. Ready, kids? Blinky, Stinky, and Winky, all right? So the wolf comes, he wants to eat them. So Blinky, he runs to his home. He thinks that's going to be safe. But what is his home made out of? Straw, hay, straw, yes. And, and so then the, the wolf comes and he says, and I'll blow your, yes, yes. And he does that, he does that. So thankfully, Blinky ran away. He made it to his big brother's house, uh, Stinky. So Stinky's house is made of? Sticks. Sticks, so it's Stinky's stick house. See that? All right. So Stinky's house is made of sticks. The wolf shows up. He says, yes, he does that again. And so now, what is it? Uh, Blinky and Stinky are homeless, and they run to their biggest brother's house, Winky. And Winky built his house out of bricks. Bricks, yes, Winky's brick house. And so they went there. The wolf came. He said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And he did not. He tried and he tried and he tried and he did not. <laughs> so he did not blow the house down. I'm going to stop the story there. That's where it's, it's safest. But if you think about this analogy, every analogy kind of breaks down. But if you think about this story, we are blinky and stinky. Some more literally than others. But we are blinky and stinky in this story. We tend to find our hope in things that will not last. We think we have it all under control sometimes. We run to things that will never truly save us. We run to things for security and safety and peace as things that will never let us down. Maybe that's our relationships, our families, our bank accounts, or our parents' bank accounts, um, or our jobs, our government, our health, Sometimes our, in, our own intellect, the list goes on. But we think that those things are always going to be there. They're always going to save us. But we know none of them last. Relationships fall apart. Jobs are lost. Economies crash. Governments fall and bodies fail. 
Nothing in all of creation can be for you what God has intended himself to be. Let me say that again. Nothing in all of creation can be for you what God has intended himself to be. He is the only one who is truly secure and dependable. He is the only one who can truly save us and keep us. The Lord is our rock. And what's beautiful is that if it's true of God the Father, if we can say that it's true of the God the Father, then it is true of Jesus the Son. And so we can see that. Jesus himself explained it this way to his disciples. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. In John, he says this. In Colossians 1.15, the Bible says that he is the image of the invisible God. So if it's true of God the Father, it's true of Jesus the Son. So if the Lord is our rock of salvation, what better picture of this than in Jesus shedding his blood on the cross for our sake, taking our sins upon himself and suffering the brutal death that we deserved so that the righteous wrath of God would fall on him and not us. And if the Lord is our rock of deliverance, what better picture of this than of Jesus raising from the dead, conquering sin and death, and delivering us from its curse. Romans 5 8 through 10 says this, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And finally, Jesus shows us that he is our unshakable rock, our strong fortress, by then bringing us into himself, wrapping us in his righteousness, establishing us firmly with his grace, and giving us eternal hope that cannot be shaken. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says this, says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Jesus is our rock of salvation and deliverance. The Lord is our rock. I'm gonna end with a story that Jesus told his followers. In Matthew 7, 24 through 27, he told this story. He said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. Reminds me of a song. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. So the Lord is our rock, our firm foundation, our rescue, and our defense. In Jesus, he has purchased our salvation, brought us into himself, proving the Lord's dependability to do what he said he will do by making a way for us and guaranteeing our sonship and eternal security with him. The Lord 
is our rock. And so what I'd like us all to do is say this, declare this next phrase. It's going to be on the screen together. And we can say this with confidence. I say this out loud. Because the Lord is my rock, I am saved from my past, protected in my present, and secure in my future. The Lord is my rock. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for reminding us that you are our rock. In you we find salvation. In you we find protection. In you we have eternal hope. Give us faith to trust you through the craziest of storms, knowing that you work all things together for good for those who love you and are called by you. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.